Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi everybody, it's Trace Faceit and Narc Khan again here with the second part of our workplace interviews. So hi Trace. Hi, Paula. It's nice to see you again. This is uh, everyone loves our little our little chats here and uh, we love them just as much. (laughs) Yeah, our get togethers. I know it's great because we seem to be on a similar line with with a good view of our things anyway. So it's really great to have have found someone who's on the same wavelength anyway. Um, Trace, just before we start, so this video is going to cover your coworker as the narcissist and how to recognize a narcissistic co-worker and how to best handle it. So part two of our uh, mini series. Can I just ask you um, how you came up with the name for your channel? Oh, Trace Face It. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I think what happened, I think what ended up happening was I wanted to say I wanted to call it Trace Face because that's what people used to call me uh, in school. and then. Uh, when I started to say it's time we face the truth together, I was like, oh, my channel should be called Trace Face It. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that um, lyric, you know, uh, trying to create be creative with songs and poems and, you know, lyrics, I think, is where I kind of sort of have that little. Um, <laughs> that inspiration <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just kind of imagined you going around, you know, saying, you know, when we get to the stage with narcissists, when we, you know, really have to face it and, you know, saying to yourself, Trace, you got to face it now. You got to face it. I just think it's a great name. <laughs> yep, it's true. Yeah. I'm always facing the truth somewhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what narcissists don't want us to do is face the truth. And it's hard because we don't know what the truth is at the end of the day. Yeah. They've kind of put us into such a state of chaos. Anyway, okay, so Trace, can I can I kind of take a lead on this and ask you yes. what? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can I ask you um, what would your experience have been of a narcissistic coworker, and what do you think we should look out for? Well, the first thing I would tell everybody that you, this is the harsh understanding and it's really hard to grasp at times because you're, you're going into the workplace and you're essentially spending all of your time with, with these people. You're spending more time with these people than you are your own family and friends. Okay. And, and for some of you, you're, 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 you're in there spending overtime. Then you're, you're, you're both, you know, everyone's tired. Then you, you're going out to dinners the next thing you know, you're sharing personal parts about yourself to your coworkers. The next thing you know, you think that they're your friends. And we see this happen time and time and time again. And uh, first thing I want to warn everybody is that you don't want to crap where you eat. Okay. Like you don't want to do that to yourself because what ends up happening is at any given point in time, People in the office, if they know anything about you personally, they're going to use it against you if they want to, if they want a better position, if they want to make you look bad and they look good. And I feel like 
that's the first thing everybody has to understand is that these people are not your friends. And, and it's, it's hard. It's hard. Now have people met good people in the office and, and met great friends? Yes. But, uh, I've seen this turn really badly and I know you have too, Paula. Yeah, have. yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the odd time you can, you know, you do hear of people saying, oh, I met this person in work 20 years ago, but it's more the exception to the rule. I mean, I think a lot of us will have kind of gone through the situation where you get on great with people in work. There's all these plans to make contact and then you never hear from each other again because there's just not that bond, real bond. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I have seen things go terribly wrong. Uh, I've seen people do very sneaky things. Uh, again, going into stealing your ideas, using them as your own. Uh, they know too much about you. Uh, they're talking about you to other people in the office when you don't think that they are. The next thing you know, uh, you know, everybody in the office knows about your last latest Friday night. And <laughs> um, I've seen I've seen people get really drunk at work events and make complete fools of themselves. And I mean, this is this is where you're getting your paycheck. And narcissistic coworkers, what are they good at? They're good at pretending that they care about you, that they're your friend, and they 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 bait you so they can get information about you. And you think it's this person like paying attention to, oh, you said you had your niece's birthday party last weekend. How did that go? And you think, oh, this person cares. So you got to be really careful because look how long, Paula, it takes for you to realize and recognize you're dealing with a narc. A, co- a narc coworker can easily uh, hide in, in that role, I think, even easier than a boss, don't you think? Yeah, big time because you're supposedly on the same level. So, you know, there's this kind of feeling of being a team and, you know, sharing the ups and downs and the woes and the, you know, the hardship of the job and stuff and supporting each other. But what I found really interesting, Trace, and I don't know if you found this, that so there's two scenarios. One, I think, is when you go into a job and discover that there's a narcissist in, you know, in your team or whatever on your level where you work, your coworker. And then the second instance is when you're working and everything is going great in your job and a new person comes in and things gradually start to go wrong. It's like this kind of a poison starts to seep out slowly and you don't know where the source is, but you do if you're educated in narcissistic abuse um can can you describe say if you've all been working together and everything's good and a narcissist comes into the situation what it's like this happens so many times there like i said that the first thing you're going to notice is they're really really good at pretending that they're they're listening that they respect you that they're going to try to you know you're you're sometimes you're training them uh, you're you're giving them the trainings. You're giving them the you know do's and don'ts around the office, letting them know all these things, and uh, and they're they're very observant. They're gonna they're gonna sit back and they're gonna be kind of quiet in the beginning, and they're 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 studying everybody. Mm. They're figuring out uh, who's the weakest link in the office, who's the doormat. Who's, who's the one that seems uh, ADHD in here that I can, you know, really go off of their emotions? Who's seen, you know, what kind of boss do I have? And uh, yeah, I mean, 
these these are the people that behind the closed doors are pitting people against each other. Well, I saw Tracy do it this way. And uh, so why, Paula, are you telling me to do it this way? And so, you know, and, and, and they're, they, they, they do these little jab things that makes you very confused. They can create confusion in the office, like, like in a second <laughs> and change the entire, like you said, change the entire dynamics in the office. Yep, definitely. The, the whole energy and the, the atmosphere and, you know, you know, I really think that they kind of look on, say, a group of people in a scenario like in the workplace as a kind of a game, like a chess game. They they really enjoy, you know, the new scenario they go into and the new level of attention and the new interactions and sussing out who's this and who's that, as, as you were saying. And I think then they also enjoy the information gathering stage. There's a kind of information gathering and a love bombing. So they want to know who's a threat to them in relation to their aspirations or ambitions. Did you kind of pick that one up? A lot of the narcissistic coworkers that came into, into the, into the place uh, uh, were working their way up. They wanted the director's position. They wanted that position. And they, and a lot of them, and, uh, and, and, or they were just sort of in the, in the behind the scenes, creating all kinds of chaos and drama and trouble. But a lot of them, uh, yeah, they, their whole goal is to see, oh, I could make this much money by just doing this and dumping my job onto everybody else. Now, a lot of times I, I don't know about you, but I found that that sort of is their thought process of how do I get up to that, that position? How do I, uh, learn all that I can and, and make people look bad and make me look like the hero. Uh, it's funny. These people, they'll do the, the, the least amount of work and somehow make it seem like they, they did a, a huge thing. They, they, they're, you know, <laughs> they'll spend like an hour trying to like make themselves seem like they did all this work. And in all actuality, they actually did the work that <laughs> imagine what could be going on in there. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely, they, def- they just lie. I mean, that, that's the beginning and end of it. But I, I, did you find as well with the co-workers that they'll be really, really, you know, very friendly with you, this, this narcissist that will come in, will slowly, will information gather and will do what you said. They'll take it slow. Then they'll kind of get into you and your personal life, particularly if they see you as being in their way or any kind of a threat to them or any competition to them. They'll have sussed out their chess pieces on the board to as to who's easy to kind of manipulate and maneuver and use as flying monkeys or is narcissistic like them. Yeah. You're also going to find that these people are, are notorious for oversharing. They, they like uh, shock value, oversharing. And what they're doing essentially is they're trying to get you to trust them so that you overshare, so that you indulge in your personal life. And uh, and I, I found this with them. They, they're right away telling you, I mean, I'm going to say something right now and I won't. I, I just remember one coworker in particular, it was like maybe her like second month on the job. And she's telling me about what her, uh, her boyfriend gave her that she's going to now have for life uh, STD. And I just remember being like, why are you, why would you want to tell me this? And she, and she did the whole like, well, you know, 
you know, I've never told anyone and I needed to get this off my chest. And I, you know, Paula, you have the same kind of personality. We have that personality that says, come tell me <laughs> everything about you. I'll listen, you know, I'll be there for you. And it, but, you know, looking back, she ended up being like a really, uh, really crappy friend in the end. And all the signs were there. If I think about it, like the oversharing and the, um, she had nutty eyes. I remember <laughs> her eyes were always a little cuckoo when yeah. you, do you ever notice um, <laughs> if you sit across from someone and you, and you really look at their eyes and she, t- she tended to have a hard time looking me in the eyes. I remember that. Like, and I, I, th- I took it as she's really shy. She's really um, nervous, nervous energy, not very confident, but yeah. It was shiftiness is what it was. Yeah, I think there's two. One thing is shiftiness and then other narcissists will stare you in the eyes and have no problem just continually staring to to a freaky level. You know, you nearly have to look away. It's like... (laughs) I remember remember I had to kind of say something to one, you know, that that they didn't want to hear, but I had to, you know, hold them accountable. And I remember he just stared at me <laughs> and stared at me. And I said, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I actually looked away first. It, it's kind of, yes, I know exactly the stare you're talking about. And, and if you notice, it's kind of a, it's creep, it's very creepy. And they, they almost kind of do this thing where they they tilt their head too with their mouth ajar. It's just like, mm. you know, and, and yes, and they'll hold the gaze with you. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've mistaken this before for thinking they're in love with me. <laughs> and what they're doing is they're thinking about something that they're going to use against you when they're doing this. Yeah, I think it's for the slower ones, they're trying to decide what reaction they should give because their reactions aren't natural. They're manipulated. You know, I think they're actually, which way should I go on this? You know, should I deny it? Should Anyway. They they believe that people are uh, are just as unhealthy as them. Like when you're being genuine and nice and caring and kind, and you really care about the clients and things like this, you'll find that uh, they they're looking at you and they're like they're like she's full of crap. Like like they're trying to find something wrong with you. They're they're trying to like catch you being fake or phony or something because they are. They are. That's they go around in life. They lead double lives. They're 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 doing all these things to try to find out your weaknesses. They could use them against you, and and you know it. I know. Um, yeah. Just a thought there that I had. Um, so you know, once the narcissist gets into the workplace, um, so your best buddies nearly with them because you don't know they're a narcissist and they've overshared, like you said. Did you ever notice that you're getting on great with them and they're getting on great with everybody else, but everybody else who were formerly your friends and teammates are suddenly kind of looking at you sideways um, and you're not getting on with anyone except the narcissist and you're kind of going, the whole atmosphere has changed, the whole dynamic has changed and you don't know what's going on. Yep. Um, I've watched a boss and or co-workers like basically guys you got to remember out there that are watching this if they're talking about other co-workers to you they're talking about you when you're not around 
it's plain and simple. They're going to do it. So one, one week you might be the target. The next week it's Becky, the next week it's Johnny, you know, and, and, uh, and you, yeah, they're walking in the room. There's an elephant in the room because we all know that our boss or our coworker told us about Johnny's Friday night (laughs) or, you know, that their poor work performance or that they had to give them a, a, a warning or something. And, and, um, Yep. You can feel that. You can feel that people have been talking about you. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. It's, it's just like the energy invades the place. And so, but that's what it feels like. And it feels crazy. And you know, the other thing I was going to say there, Trace, what you said about when, you know, your coworker, when you looked in her eyes, initially you thought she was a bit nutty and you kind of probably put that out of your mind, I guess. I remember looking at my first introduction to a coworker and thinking, oh my God, she looks mad. Like she looks like she's a nutter, you know? And then I said, Paul, that's really not nice. You know, you know, the girl is just, she just dresses a different way. And, you know, you kind of tell yourself off, but your initial gut reaction, it was right all along. It's, it's amazing. My gut reactions about all of these people that are thankfully no longer in my life, if I had stuck to my first feeling around them, I would have been all set. And now I don't know about you, but I'm sure you I'm sure you go through this now. It's like I feel like I can read someone's energy with them even just opening the door and walking in the room. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's a whole subject nearly for a video, but it is incredible how you get to know, do you find yourself saying, even within a, a second, or even if they don't speak, a person doesn't speak, uh-oh, narc, uh, narc alert, whatever you'd like to say. Um, and then I kind of go away. I say, oh, please, I hope she doesn't come near me. And I kind of, you know, actually take myself away. And then, but they seem to follow you. It's like you have a scent, you know, <laughs> and they're kind of... <laughs> around the corner they corner you i have a funny story to tell you about that one time i'm no word of a lie i reconnected with a friend from grammar school this is like circa 2014 and um she she had a she had a cross on her and she's like tracy do you wear your cross around your neck because we went to catholic school together and she's like do you wear your cross around your neck and i was like no i was like i know but i should she's like yeah so we go to dinner and we went to this like local dive bar <laughs> after dinner um, when I was, you know, still crazy and, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, wanted to be here and there. But anyway, we were going to go and have some fun. So we go into, we literally walk into this crummy dive bar in this town. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's like a hole in the wall, just disgusting place. <laughs> you know, these are like back in the day, my favorite places to go. Um, so we opened the door. And literally, she looks at me after like a a minute of walking in. She goes, did you just see that? I said, no. She says, every single man in here just kind of got up and started walking towards you. She's like, in a creepy manner. She's like, you need to put your cross back on. She's like, these people in here are crazy. And they are all like drawn to you. And I was like, well, am I crazy? (laughs) She's like, no, she's like, you need protection. And she was right. She was absolutely right. And and now looking back, it's like, yeah, I always had that. I don't know. People just knew how to 
open me up, get me to talk. Uh, I, you know, and, and you know, you have good intentions. Like we're not sitting around in the office in places thinking about hurting people or trying to make their lives miserable and this and this and that, you know, and I, and I know that they can sense it. They can, I feel like they can sense someone that actually means it and, and is, is wants to just love and, and, and put that out there and help. We pick these jobs, right? Because these jobs, we, we got in, we got our hands dirty trying to help other people in the community. And, and then, you know, you got, you got narcs that come on in and take advantage of vulnerable populations and, uh, and try to come out looking like the hero, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, I remember that. I remember like she was right. And I just remember looking when I walked in the door and they're all, they're all like, <laughs> you know, like coming like a zombie movie. And she's, that's when she, she, that's when I started wearing my cross again. Yeah. And started looking at all this stuff differently. But, uh, yeah, the energy is it. If you really do pay attention, you're going to see the nutter, like yeah. just how they're walking. Their mannerisms, that they're zombie-like. <clears throat> That's interesting there about the cross because um, there's different times when I actually I'll put my cross on and say I need my cross today. I can yeah. actually feel it. I can feel like what's coming towards me. Yep. I hope yes. We're crazy, but it's when you've when you've dealt with them, and I think when you've actually opened up and you're getting into this narc abuse, like like we are the education. It's as if, and I know this probably sounds crazy to people if you haven't been through it, but honestly, you nearly become a focus for that type of energy to come towards you if you're fighting it. Like you're fighting it, I'm fighting it, being on here talking about it, putting ourselves out there to kind of, you know, go against us. Yes. And you're going to find them. They're the nuttiest people. I hate to say it. I mean, you're going to find some good people too. Um, but they're going to be hanging out in these places, you know, and it, it it's unfortunate the covert ones, <clears throat> the covert ones, like I said, are going to are going to get positions like this. It's like you see the the nurses that abuse the elderly and and things of, like it's horrible. And, and and they get into these positions to actually have an opportunity to abuse and hurt people. And, and you know, when we're working these jobs, it's like nobody wants to think about that stuff. But it it's the cold, hard truth. Yeah. So what would you say is supposing someone's going into a new job, you know, they've left a bad situation or whatever, where there was narcissistic stuff and narcissistic poison, as I'd say, going on. Um, What would you say would be the best way to approach your new company, the new job you go into in relation to protecting yourself? Yeah, uh, I would say understand you don't crap where you eat. And do not share anything about yourself personally. Uh, there was this coworker I had, Chris. We knew nothing about his personal life. And he and everybody loved him. I'm sure everybody wondered and wanted to know and wanted to, to get to know him better. But he was very smart. And he kept his family life, his family life. He kept his, uh, when there were events that you could invite your family he never took, and he's very close to his wife and kids, but he never took them. He didn't want to cross those boundaries, those lines. And I, you know, I feel like <clears throat> he probably had learned that early on. Uh, it was, it was very smart. It was very wise of him and people respected him because he did that. 
Uh, they didn't know anything about him. Uh, uh, he did share with me about his childhood and how he became this, like one of the most positive people I've ever known in my life. Uh, but he was, he was smart. And that's what you guys got to do. You keep, you, you got to go in there knowing like I have a job to do. If people ask me questions about myself, I can give them one word answers. You know, how was your weekend? Good. What did you do? Uh, not too much. You know, the huge did a lot of cleaning. Yeah, uh, I had some deep cleaning, spring cleaning to do, and you leave it at that. You know, if you were in the crazy bar, <laughs> if you were in the crazy bar in your town, you don't tell them that. <laughs> you know, because then they're the next thing you know, they're going to go around saying you're a drunk. You know, <laughs> but yeah, you can't, you cannot tell them. Uh, about your personal life and you got to keep it you can still be very kind and friendly uh but you have you have to keep uh things to yourself because at any given point in time if they want to use that information against you to make you look bad they can and they will yeah and even a little bit of information so for instance like if you have a narcissistic colleague and you are they're asking you you know what what are your plans or where are you going or what are you doing and you say oh, I haven't been on a holiday in a long time and I really could do with a break. And, you know, my say my friend kindly booked me a holiday and paid for it. Just say, for example, you know, that I'm so grateful to the friend and you're being genuine and you can't wait for this holiday. Narcissists are envious and they will then go and change the whole story up and say something like, I don't know where she got the money for the holiday. I mean, I don't know what she's doing in her spare time or, you know, they'll. This, this must, I don't know how many holidays she's always going on holidays, always, you know, these kind of, they just change things, any little tiny bit of information. And then yeah. people hear, oh, you know, when you are going on holidays and they're kind of going, oh, well, you know. Yeah. I learned my last good, hard lesson about trust at the end of last summer. And it taught me everything. It was like, it was the last devil's major trick on me to get me to open up and, and really, uh, you know, just really share with someone and tell them my, you know, my everything. And, uh, and I, you know, I regret it. I regret it. 100% trust takes a really, really long time. And like I said, when you're, when you're spending all this time, especially in an office setting, you know, like I was saying before, it's really hard to not talk to people about what's going on with you, or if you're having a bad day. I mean, I've had bosses that actually really did care and wanted to know what was going on and, and how they could help. Uh, it's really hard to not share at some given point if there's something going on or if there's an emergency, why you didn't come into work that day or whatever. Uh, but I just find guys that in order to protect yourself, you the, the least amount of stuff you share with someone, the better. And and trust is going to take a very, very long time with someone. And you don't, in, you don't dive into your past and things that, you know, uh, silly stories um, of barroom brawls and things of this nature uh, you know, that you used to do. And, and, and <laughs> um, you know, we all have a past, but someone that's coming into your life as a new person does not get to, to know about that. It's, it's kind of like what I'm telling people, my clients about dating. Uh, I got a lot of clients that are trying to get out there and date. And it's like, yep, 
when they ask you questions, you, you can even say like, I don't really talk about that. I don't really talk about my past mm -hmm. and uh, let them wonder, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, also if you talk about your other previous work history moments or, or experiences, whether that be good or bad. Um, yeah. If you got a jealous, envious coworker or boss, they're going to take either offense to, if you have like a good idea and you say, Oh, Hey, I got this idea from my last job. What do you think if we could implement this? They're going to be mad, you know, they're, they're automatically just going to be like, no. And then, you know, if you tell a coworker, oh, you know, I was fired from this last job or uh, I, I walked out or something like that, uh, they'll use that against you. You know, uh, they will. So you, you just don't want to go into that. You don't have to tell anybody um, even where you worked before. You don't have to tell people that stuff. Yeah. So it's basically sharing is personal stuff is really just giving person ammunition against you if they are a narcissist not everyone obviously will use it against you <clears throat> it's also giving credibility to if there's if the if the narcissist has some truth on you they'll twist it around to other people and then when other people hear the fact and you say yes that's true then yes. the rest of the coloring it, in that the narcissist has done it be, it's it's the whole concept of group think and group think happens in a work environment more times than not. Why? Because people, unfortunately, the unfortunate truth is that people want to hear, <clears throat> they want to believe bad things about people. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they're taken into the office to be like, hey, did, did can you tell me what happened the other day with so-and-so and the client in the car? And they know that they're, they're digging for information and they feel like they're on the spot. Like it, you, I've seen all kinds of scenarios happen. I've seen it. And uh, yeah, your best bet is when you go to work, you're there to work. You're there to work and come home. And that's the end of it. And um, yeah. these jobs where they're, they're pressuring you and they're putting all this uh, pressure on you to uh, do more work and get more out of it and, and do this and do that. And you're taking that home with you and you're stressed out. We talked about this last week, but you know, you might want to think about getting out of there because that's not what life is supposed to be about. You're not supposed to be taking home all this stuff um, unless that's the way you want to live. You know, uh, I don't, I did it. <laughs> and you and I are going to talk more about that next week, but uh, you know, managing is not all it's cracked up to be. I don't know that I'd ever even want to do it again. <laughs> I hate having to tell people that their work performance is really sucking. <laughs> no. And management is really hard, especially with if you have a narcissist with you. But um, well, you were just touching on there, Trace, you know, about the group situation. I was just thinking, if you have a boss and, you know, you have, say, five staff and one of those staff is a narcissist, do you find that they they kind of they kind of push it like sibling rivalry, you know, and the boss is the parent and they kind of recreate the childlike, you know, she did better than me or she got more than me you know that kind of isn't it like that it's like you know where do you come in the pecking order with your with your boss 100 percent. it really is like you just described it to a t of how it feels like you feel like you're just part of a dysfunctional family <laughs> that's it oh yep. god yep 100 percent yep 
So the other thing I was just going to say was, um, so in in relation to, you know, how to protect yourself, the other thing I was going to say was, you know, narcissists like to obviously go to one person with one thing and another person with another thing, you know, different stories and try and triangulate and wind people up. And they gossip. They love to gossip. So I'm, I'm thinking that the best thing to do when you're new in a place, see what you think about this, is when someone comes to you with gossip to kind of grey rock us really and be boring about it and just not comment. Yes. Oh my gosh. You, you, this is a great topic to discuss briefly here. It's yes. Gossip is going to happen in offices. It's notoriously a cesspool for gossiping and, uh, and they do want to get you to, to comment on things. They like the shock value. We got the farter, you know, from my my video doing the shock value around the office just to see what you're going to say and get your reaction and and all this. And all this to say, exactly, from the very get-go that you come into the office, you're going to have people doing this. They're going to try and see if you'll be their friend because they don't like Amber over here and they don't like, you know... um, whomever. And they're going to try to get, and then these people over here are going to tell you a story about, about, about her. And it, and it goes like this. And if you can just be quiet and just say, Oh, that's interesting. You can say things like that's, or just say, look at them and be like, interesting, huh? Okay. Well, thanks for the information, you know, and just move along or, you know, or just sometimes not even saying anything. I, I like this now I can do this before I'd be too anxious to, like I'd have to say something, but now I just look at people. <laughs> God, <laughs> that says more than what you could actually say, you know, when you're kind of going, yeah. And you're telling me this because. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, you know, that's all you need to do because then they're wondering, what is she thinking? She's not engaging, but it tells people off the bat, you're not going to be doing this. This is, I'm not the person that you're going to get uh, anything out of my, my, my mouth on this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you often have that really over-friendly person that comes up and says, well, you better stay away from him. I know yep. <laughs> he's, um, yep. he's not someone you need to be around or whatever. And then it turns out that's the nicest person in the office at the end of the day. But you know, yeah. yeah. The last hellhole I was in, uh, uh, it, I when I tell you, I was managing, which we're going to talk about next week. I was managing people that were narcs. I had narcs all throughout the uh, the senior management team. Narcs above us. It, it, it was narcville. Like it was like I've, I have never before in my life experience what I experienced in every scenario we're talking about. Narc co-workers, narc, you know, I mean, that was the senior management team. I had to work around these people all day and I couldn't believe it. They were all the same. And they, and they all, uh, you know, I was probably the only, like, I I would purposely do it. (laughs) I would just go around the office being like extra bubbly and friendly because Everybody in there was super, super miserable, you know, (laughs) so I would go around, you know, hi, how are you doing? You know, um, what's going on? You having a good day? And they would just look at me. (laughs) They must have really hated you. (laughs) They're really annoyed that you were actually 
going around happy. Oh, oh yeah. I, pur- I purposely would do it just to make them even more uncomfortable because they were just such terrible people, like terrible character. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't care um, towards the end there. I mean, I couldn't even try to be bubbly. If I tried, it was that bad. I mean, my, my little game didn't work anymore because, <laughs> you know, if there's, if there's enough of them, they're going to take you into their vortex of negative, dark, depressing energy yeah. and you're going to be stressed out 24 seven. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. They'll use the last bit of light that you have in you and they'll dim it. Um, yeah. And they often do attract each other and they know how to work together. And actually narcissists generally tend to respect each other because they kind of think, well, no matter how bad the other narcissist is, at least they get it. You know, at least they know what life's all about. You know, they, they seem to think. 100%. If you, I always say this, <clears throat> crap trickles down. So you got a crap uh, owner who, should, who has no business owning a business, okay? Because they have, they have zero bedside manner. A lot, of, a lot of times they're so far removed from the day-to-day operations that they, they, they don't care. And you can clearly tell, like, they're just a figurehead now. And, and they will, it, it, crap trickles down. So if they're a crap character person, they're going to hire somebody with the same crap characteristics in person that they think, you know, oh, this person uh, really has a way about them that people will, will, will bow down to them and respect them. And, uh, and they'll, they'll get the job done. They'll do the dirty work, whatever they have to do to, to get me the money because yeah. that's all they're caring about. And you see this time and time and time again, and 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 it's sad, but this is how it goes. If you have it up at the top, and you see this in corporations beyond measures, if you have it up at the top, you're going to have it uh, throughout the entire the entire uh, yeah you know company. Yeah. I suppose on a positive note, I mean, you know, we're talking about it so much. Yeah. Does this saying like, uh, oh, there's always one or, you know, there's always one in, in a workplace. I don't know if you've heard that in oh, the States, but we, we have it here anyway. That there's always one. Sometimes there isn't always one. And sometimes there's a bunch of lovely people and we get great work done and it's great teamwork. It's just to kind of put a bit of positivity in there because we talk about narcissists so much. We kind of tend to think that they're overtaking us, but they're not. Nope. They're not, you know, I, I have to say me joining TikTok in the fall, I cannot believe the amount of people spreading information, not only about narcissists, uh, that, you know, giving the education on narcissism, uh, but the fact that people are now starting to really look at this spiritually and, and these people are, I've been saying it. I said it when I started the channel four years ago, I said, what we hope to have happen is that the the information on them spreads like wildfire to the point that all they're going to have in the end is their kind. No one's going to bother with them. Um, the doormats are going to stay away from them. The enablers, the uh, uh, and and the and the the uh, empaths are going to be educated empaths now that are are not going to tolerate it. Um, all they're going to have to yoke up with is their own their own kind. You know. People are getting this edge. People are leaving narcissistic bosses and companies, narcissistic operations within within organizations. They're going off and branching off, coming up with creative ideas on how to make their own money. We're seeing a lot more of this. People are leaving these toxic relationships. 
more people are gathering together to be like, you don't have to tolerate this. And I'm watching it with my own two eyes. It's it's literally happening for us. And it's amazing. I don't, yeah, we don't talk about that enough that there is a shift happening in this world right now. Yeah. They're, they're completely, uh, people can tell now when they even walk in the room, how they're walking, how they're, how they're operating. Uh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe that they've got. They definitely give it away when they fart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's story. It's so funny. It's so it's so true. You know, you know what I'm saying to uh, one of my clients this week who wanted to talk about that video. I said, you know, she's done this before. You know, she's gotten fired for this before. And I mean, that's the amount of like demonic possession going on within these people that they they don't care. Like. They're going to do what they want to do. I mean, if I would, I I should do another video getting into the whole people wanted me to, to ask what I thought about the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing going on right now. And I've got a lot of things to say about that, but I don't know if you, you saw, you saw any of that footage or heard about this stuff. Listen, you know, would you believe I literally saw a tiny part that came up on my YouTube suggestions or whatever. So I literally saw a tiny bit. I don't know anything about the story other than five minutes of the court situation. So I'm commenting ignorantly, but I didn't like Johnny Depp's composure. That's the only thing I can say. So I don't know. You know. Who in the heck knows what went on? Celebrities, as we know, they don't live, they don't lead normal lives. They don't lead normal lives whatsoever. I mean, uh, who knows what goes on in, in there? But um, yeah, we were talking about farts. So, <laughs> so apparently Amber Heard defecated on this on Johnny Depp's side of the bed to show her. And because people were saying, why would someone do that? I, I saw it on a TikTok video. Somebody said, is there any psychologists on here? Why would, uh, from a psychologist's perspective, why would someone do that? And one weighed in and said, dominance, control, you know, power, uh, uh, shock value, all the things that narcs do. Uh, it's incredible. I mean. <laughs> well, as I say, I don't know anything about it, Trace, but my one thought was, you see, you know, the way there's kind of reactive abuse or you could have two narcissists together or. Yeah. But my overriding thing was, why would you want this going public? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I guess from what I'm understanding, uh, she had she had put out an article after the divorce, and I forget where it was published, but it was a pretty well-established uh, uh, firm. And, it, and the article was talking about that he was abusive to her. Okay. So in order to you know, defamation of character. Uh, he went against her to say, look, like this is the amount of stuff she did to me. Now, half this stuff I didn't know until this week. And it's pretty shocking. Okay. Uh, and it's, I, I'm pretty shocked that it's, it's airing for, for public knowledge, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah uh, who in the heck knows, but, um, <laughs> I mean, these people can go th- through all lengths. Um, yeah, I, th- I see, to sort of keep this in mind, guys, when you're working in a place, stay out of the lines of fire. Mm. Stay out of all the, the dra- drama, gossip. Go in, do your thing. Be more quiet than you normally would. If you're an outgoing, friendly person, you 
you can be that way with the clients and things of this nature, but uh, don't go in there thinking you can be an open book. Paula, have you ever made any like really good friends in the office with coworkers? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, mm, not really. No, not not that that I would have taken them with me for years and years and years. No. I feel, you feel like you're really good friends with the people you work with if you work in a small group. Yeah. But I say nothing has translated to be long-term, no. Have you? There is literally, you know, uh, very, very few of them we keep in touch, like, hey, how have you been type of a thing. Um, but there's literally one that has become such a close friend of mine, but I was only at this company for six months when I got the job offer for the senior management position. Um, and I was planning on staying at that company until I got this, this job offer just sort of fell on my lap. Um, and I had to make that hard decision, but, uh, yeah, we worked together for about six months and she's still in my life right now to this day. Um, She's an amazing person. But yeah, I mean, we didn't work together that long. Um, yeah, it seems like the people I worked the longest with, um, it's almost like sometimes too, I don't know if you feel this way, when you leave a job, it's kind of like you left the cult and, the, and no one cares to even bother with you anymore because you're not stuck in this disgraceful environment. You got out, like you got out of the cult, you know? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it was a bad, if it was like the narcissist family kind of, Go on. Yeah, you're the one that got away. So they kind of nearly resent you for it if there's bad vibes going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but you can make good friends. Look at, look at, you know, you did. So, yeah. Yeah. Just it to- can happen. It took, a, I mean, uh, we didn't divulge like too much personal stuff to one another until a long ways after um, that we continued to be friends. But uh, we were going through the same thing at the same time. So it was, she had said something in the car on the way for us to go to a client appointment. Um, she does occupation. Uh, she's an occupational therapist. And I was working to help people with disabilities join the YMCA over here in the States. Um, it was a, it was a new brand new program we were launching. And if it did well, it was going to launch throughout the whole uh, country. So it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, it, it ended up, she had said, she mentioned one thing in the car and, and I looked at her and I was like, you too, we, we both had hu- cheating husbands, you know, and uh, I started to tell her, do you watch, do you watch YouTube? You know, this is 2016. And I said, do you watch YouTube? And she's like, yes. And then we were talking about the people we were watching, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and how they were really helping us. So uh, she got out. Uh, a few years after me, she got out. She finally got out. Twenty-four year marriage. I think I remember you saying something about on one of your your videos about that. That's yeah. Well, that's a good bonding experience, and you did remain friends. That's wonderful. That's yeah, wonderful. yeah. What was it? What I was going to say was, I tell you, people of integrity um, who may become my long term friends. I don't know. Just in a in a work situation, chose the chose the higher moral road over a narcissist manipulations against me. So I'll, I can maybe tell you a bit more in the next video, but yeah. yeah, So I'm wondering, will we remain friends, but they certainly showed up for me. So not all, you know, your work colleagues, there are good people out there and they, they chose. Yeah. They chose not to go the 
the down road and destroy, but rather support the truth. And I asked them, I asked one person why, and she said, because it didn't add up and you'd done nothing wrong. And I didn't like what was going on. Amazing. You see, you see, yes, I will never, as long as I shall live, forget uh, I worked this little job in between college. When I come home for the summer, I I worked at this salon for this crazy narcissist woman and her narcissist husband who used to come down. He was such a creep. He would come down the stairs. They looked, their house was above the salon and he'd come down the stairs and hit on all of us. You know, I was like eight, 19 years old, you know, um, <laughs> such a pig. And I remember this girl, Marissa was working there. And she was so cute and she was so kind. And the owner would just, she'd come down and she, she, you never knew what kind of a mood she was going to be in. It was one of those deals, you know, and she'd tell you to schedule her, her things out at certain times. And then the next week it would be like, no, I want it. I want an hour and a half for this client. And it was always confusion. But I remember Marissa stuck up. I lost touch with her. I wonder to this day, I need to find her like, cause I'll never forget this. And she said, she could, she walked in on Carol going, Tracy's so stupid. She can't even, she can't even do anything right. And I guess Marissa goes, Marissa yelled at her and goes, Carol, anyone that's stupid around here, it's you. She's like, Tracy's a good person. She's got a big heart and she she, she works really hard for you. She's like, this is going to be my last day. And she came out and she called me and she was like, I just told Carol, you know, I told her off and told her you're a good person. And, and uh, I will never forget that. Like she walked out of the job too, because she just had enough of it, you know? <laughs> So there are, there are people that will come to bat for you when push comes to shove and you're dealing with like a devil, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's, that's what it is. That's what it is. And people just, when, when the devil is exposed and people realize what's happening and who the devil is, the good ones will come out. And there's a hell of a lot of good people, you know, yourself from the people you've met at say on your channel and coaching yeah. thing. Oh, it just gives you heart again to realize yep. the strength that's out there. And one hundred percent, it's 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 one of those things. Like, yeah, just when you think, like, are there more evil people than there are good? They're going to show up, you know, and they're going to show up for you, and they're they're going to they're going to see with their own two eyes too what's really going on. When I left this last uh, clownish place <laughs> in twenty nineteen. All the, the nine women that had either left and or got fired that he successfully drove out of there, we were all talking about getting together and getting some justice for this because it was just like one of the most obnoxious things you could ever imagine going on in that place. And we talked about how we would do this. And, you know, it's just sometimes you just... It, it all it all worked out anyway. I mean, he he successfully drove that place to the ground within a, another year, mm. and heaven knows what he's doing now. I, I feel bad for anybody he's got to work around, but yeah, sometimes you have to decide what's worth it. You know, is it worth it to go back and fight? And these people in a court of law, I mean, they're they're very crafty. I have to say, they're going to be very crafty on things that they come up with and. They got documentation of things that you you supposedly did that you never did. And they'll make up, they'll do whatever they have to do crooked to make themselves come out on top, you know? So you have to decide, yeah. 
But sometimes there are power in numbers. If you get enough people together to talk about the truth, you can you can do something with that and take these people down because they're just going to go around the rest of their lives continu- continuing to do it. We know that the farter uh, there that just got fired, we know that she's she's on her way to another another office environment where she can <laughs> walk around farting on everyone. <laughs> the air freshener sales will go up in the area anyway. <laughs> Identifier. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable what they do, and they just enjoy it. And to them, as you say, they don't care. So it's something, something not the lift's not going to the top floor, or there's some kind of demonic stuff going on there. But anyway, yeah, because um, they don't learn, they don't learn from their mistakes. They they don't they don't they don't have moments where they look within. They don't. No, because they're never wrong mm-hmm. in their minds. Okay, well, what do you think? Will we will we wrap it up? Have we said enough about the the nasty narcissist coworker. <laughs> I think so. I think so. You guys will be able to spot them. They're troublemakers. They uh, they enjoy reactions. They enjoy drama. They're going to talk about their dramatic lives. Uh, they're going to be sharing very uh, you know inappropriate information. And uh, this is this is what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Don't indulge. Don't. Don't go there and don't engage when they're trying really hard to get you to engage in the gossip. Don't do it. Keep your personal life completely separate and your work life is your work life. Yeah, absolutely. And instincts, everything, first instincts, first first impressions, trust your gut, um, trust the energy, the way it feels and ask yourselves. Yep, Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Paula. This has been fun as always. And next week we're going to do what happens when you have to manage narcissists yourself. You're the manager and you have to manage these people. Yeah. That's the next one, guys. And, uh, and you need- all you out there that that manage, I tip my hat to you. I did it. And it is not fun at all. <laughs> these people can make your life miserable in the ways you, I mean, yeah. 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 They can actually take you down. So it's really important to know to know about managing people. It's a skill in itself, but with a narcissist, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, Trace, have a great week and sure see you next week. Yes, Paula. Thank you again. I appreciate Bye. you. I oh, appreciate you. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>